Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 1st of January, the first day of 2024, with 364 days, virtually the whole year ahead of us on our way to 2025. This past Tuesday's full moon, otherwise known as the cold moon of December, now wanes this week into a gibbous moon on its way to last quarter by Thursday. And then three weeks later, we'll have the full wolf moon of January. Also heavenward, south in the sky, just after midnight this morning, Sirius, our sky's brightest star, also nicknamed the dog star because it's part of the constellation Canis Major, the greater dog, shone brightly. Additionally, when we follow a line of about a 45-degree angle upward to the right, we'll quickly meet the three stars of Orion's belt. And then, when we wander briefly to the left, we'll behold the bright star Betelgeuse, and to the right, the bright star Rigel. Two weeks ago here in Maine, on the western side of the North Atlantic, we underwent a day-long test of our resilience, as sustained gale-force winds toppled trees and caused electrical power outages experienced by a third of Maine's residents. A few days ago in the British Isles, on the eastern side of the North Atlantic, Storm Garrett, with gale-force winds rivaling and in some areas exceeding the gusts we had in Maine, presented a clear follow-up example of the sorts of severe weather becoming prevalent as climate change emerges as a 21st century reality. New Jersey poet and pediatrician William Carlos Williams provided us with this New Year's poem many moons ago, though its lines are contemporaneously applicable. Again I reply to the triple winds, running chromatic fifths of derision outside my window. Play louder! You will not succeed. I am bound more to my sentences the more you batter at me to follow you, and the wind, as before, fingers perfectly its derisive music. Today in 45 BC, the Julian calendar, predecessor to our current Gregorian calendar, came into being by edict of the Roman consul Julius Caesar. Today in 1430, the Jews of Sicily were no longer required to attend conversionist services prescribed by the Inquisition. Today in 1502, Portuguese explorer Pedro Alvarez Cabral discovered the Bay of Guanabara and named it Rio de Janeiro, mistaking the bay for a river entrance. Today in 1583 was the first day of the Gregorian calendar in Holland and Flanders. Today in 1660, English servant, civil servant Samuel Pepys made the first entry in his diary. Today in 1673, regular mail delivery began between New York and Boston. Today in 1724, glassblower Daniel Gabriel Fahrenheit proposed to the Royal Society of London a system for making thermometers measuring on the Fahrenheit temperature scale. Today in 1758, binomial nomenclature by zoologist Carl Linnaeus is established as a starting point for standardized species names across the animal kingdom by the International Commission on Zoological Nomenclature. Today in 1775, English potter Josiah Wedgwood developed the color Wedgwood Blue. Today in 1818, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was published in London. Today in 1831, William Lloyd Garrison published in Boston the first issue of the abolitionist newspaper The Liberator. 
Today, in 1863, U.S. President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. Today, in 1896, German physicist William Röntgen announced his discovery of X-rays. And today, in 1917, T.E. Lawrence joined the forces of Arabian Sheikh Faisal al-Hussein. Today in 1735, Paul Revere was born to former Huguenot refugee Apollos de Revoir, who had fled France, anglicized his name to Revere, and become a silversmith, a craft in which his son Paul would also become an expert. Young Paul would marry early, have many children, devise a multitude of schemes to help support them, and as a clever, hard-working, and successful businessman, would become a prominent member of Boston's artisan class, which became increasingly anti-British due to the constrictions imposed on the import of raw materials. By 1770, Paul had produced the famed engraving of the Boston Massacre, an artwork that became one of history's most successful pieces of propaganda. Participating in the Boston Tea Party, Paul Revere was also the principal courier of Boston's Committee of Safety, carrying messages from the Continental Congress to the bands of militiamen known as the Minutemen, whose pledge was to muster for duty on a moment's notice. A pledge made good on April 18, 1775, when Revere warned them that the British were marching on Lexington and Concord to confiscate rebel ammunitions and arrest rebel leaders John Hancock and Samuel Adams. Arriving in Lexington, the British were confronted by the Minutemen, and fighting erupted, beginning the American Revolution. In 1779, Paul Revere commanded a military expedition to Penobscot, Maine, and failed miserably, so he returned to his foundry and resumed munitions work, and after the war, cast bells and manufactured marine fittings for the U.S. Navy, hence becoming one of the most important players in America's industrial development. Today is also the birthday in 1449 of Florentine lord and patron of the arts, Lorenzo de' Medici. In, 17, in 1729, of British philosopher Edmund Burke. In 1745, of American military officer Mad Anthony Wayne. In 1752, of American seamstress credited with making the first American flag, Betsy Ross. In 1767, of Anglo-Irish novelist Maria Edgeworth. In 1819, of English poet Arthur Hugh Clough. In 1864, of American photographer Alfred Stieglitz. And of China. Chinese watercolorist Ki Baishi. In 1879, of English novelist E.M. Forrester. In 1890, of French actress Alice Tissot. And of Canadian actress Florence Lawrence. In 1895, of American FBI director J. Edgar Hoover. In 1900, of Spanish-American band leader Xavier Cugat. In 1909, of U.S. Senator Barry Goldwater and of American actor Dana Andrews. In 1919, of American novelist J.D. Salinger and of American boxer Rocky Graciano. And in 1927, of Scottish actress Pat Haywood. In 1938, of American actor Frank Langella. In 1942, of American rock singer and guitarist Country Joe MacDonald. In 1950, of Soviet cosmonaut Svetlana Beregovkina. And in 1956, of French lawyer and first woman to head the IMA, IMF, Christine Lagarde. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the second week of winter and the first week of 2024. Happy New Year.